geekversus.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. I am your host, Chris, as always, joined by my co-host, Sean. Hey, everyone. Hope you're doing well. And John. One of my favorite words in the English language gaping is, is gape. <laughs> they only knew the context. They only they, uh, knew the context. They may, you know, kind of theorize and, and think they know. That's true. Some of them may get close. They don't know. <laughs> Chris, yes. I have a question for you. Ooh, yes. How did you like Assassin's Creed? I was... I was with it till the end. Yeah, I in the end, I think they just missed what I enjoy about Assassin's Creed. And I think most people enjoy it, but I will say this. It's the movie, ladies compared, and gentlemen. Compared, this is the movie. Yeah. Um, compared to <clears throat> most movie adaptations of video games it's actually one of the better ones it's sure, just that yeah. there are good point. there aren't is. that many that are good like it it's not it doesn't die because there's bad performances like you know hey uh, I'll, I'll put this out there i'm actually very excited about the new tomb raider one yeah that looks really good i think that, oh, yeah. i think you're gonna get that really, man i really left good. that out yeah you lost you left a lot of things we can t- <laughs> we can talk about it in the intro but uh one of the things that was like i've said about assassin's creed the movie it's like they took the apple of Eden. Spoilers, everybody. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Ezio. Um, Jeremy no. London? No. Or the, Jeremy the, Irons? Aguilar? No. Oh. The assassin. What's his name? Uh, Caleb? or Mike? The actor. Mike, Michael oh, Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Whatever role right. he plays. Aguilar? Aguilar? Aguilar, yeah. He uh, says, because uh, he really looks like he's from Spain. <laughs> Or did you? I did. I'm so yes, sorry. Yes. I was just, I was just really I, all up in my own business. We know. Good and job. On the replay, know. you'll go. He did. He did. He did say that. I'm going to say that. But he, <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, oh they took the apple, and then Aguilar basically in the end goes, "Give it back," and he t- takes it back in two it minutes. Like, two minutes. It's like there was no, it. there was no challenge to really get it back. Yeah, like he gets. That's it. That's what I had a problem with. He gets it. He leaves the facility. He goes to give a speech and then, and then boom, he takes it back. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> give me back. And, and, and then it. it's like, oh, and really and I like the way they did it because they showed, they showed the assassin, like how they can do what they got to do. You know? Yeah. I, I've, I've never taken it. I always do stealth. Always takes me longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of like the thing that I just didn't like about it is that Assassin's Creed to me, what made it great. And if you ask most people as far as That's the game, yeah. Yeah. is that, yeah, it, it was, it's like these characters from the past and like building them out. And like really with Aguilar, you never really learn that much about him. You just see him become an assassin and then he's taking on these people trying to get the apple. But like outside of maybe a couple of moments where they kind of hint towards him having a deeper relationship with the one uh, female assassin. There's no like building upon like him or his struggle where he's coming from what made him become an assassin or anything else. It's just like, no, here he is. And like to me, that's what I enjoy about those games. Like right. it's it's cool to like meet Ezio and and to see, you know, his family after he gets slaughtered, him rise up and get revenge, but also learn that he's gotta fight for the people of Italy too. It's cool to go to London and uh meet the twins and things like that and as far as where they're coming from or uh, someone like even 
Connor or uh, Edward Kenway, you know, those kind of characters. He's just name dropping at this point. I enjoy all those. <laughs> we get for it. The you most, played them. Yeah. yeah I mean, it. like for the most part, I enjoy those <clears throat> people and like that kind of just all got lost here because well, they, they wanted to focus on the, they the wanted to focus stuff. on the war. Yeah. They wanted to focus on the war, where it's been and where it's going. And yeah. I think in that, in that sense, they, they, they spent enough time right. talking about right. Fassbender's present day character. Yeah. They built him yeah. up. They yeah. developed him pretty but well. You but guys didn't get the pamphlet with the lore on it. No, I didn't get it. <laughs> Every no. time you go to the theater, they're just like, "Here you go, take this." Here's, here's pre movie lore. Some, you need some context, the background. <laughs> we don't have time but, yeah. to put this in, so here you go. The, the Tomb Raider trailer. Uh, oh yeah, looked uh, legit. Looked legit. You she looks they, great. Uh, you could tell they definitely were like, you know what? We're just gonna take what was working in that new game, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. Kind of just combine it with a bunch of lens flares, and this will be awesome. Yeah, and uh, somebody out See, there on the internet, is. <laughs> <laughs> somebody out there on the internet webs was complaining about her neck. <laughs> we'll call her Medi. 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 Shinzer. <clears throat> Medi. Anyway. Yeah, she was the one of those. Yeah. It, and, but there I will is, admit, it, it, uh, she when she pointed there it out, Medi Benzer. But, but when she, yeah, that's good. Makes sense. <laughs> when she pointed it out, I couldn't not see it anymore. It yeah. was just like, "There's the neck." <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine, dear God. I uh, I think it's gonna be. I, I really do think it's gonna be the best movie ever. Well, technically, I it's, hope it's a, good. Technically, it's a reboot of the greatest video game movie ever. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Well, let's not talk about the sequel though. The oh, sequel yeah. was yeah. yeah. And ironically, also, don't you think this particular franchise is starring really do think. an Academy Award-winning actress? This is true. So it was the last one. That's what I just said. Oh, okay. This franchise and an starred... actor the last time. Uh, John Boyd. John Boyd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when they were still talking. Yeah. <laughs> they really should rekindle the talks, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She, she, like, she should like. Do you like Angelina? Angelina nope. Jolie? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Does it get you hard? Uh, Chris, keep, keep going. What? There's a famous Patton Oswalt uh, joke where he's talking about George Lucas. And See, Sean children. Patton Oswalt. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious. <clears throat> I'll uh, I'll send it to you tomorrow. He was, he was a friend of, the, of a serious XM show I used to listen to. Ooh. Yeah, he was a guest. So then that show died. It did. Yeah. Kind of like Mike and Mike. <laughs> Mineral powder and sandalwood. Right? I'm about to stick smell. my nose where it just smells Chris's like my arm pits goes. You think that's his arm deodorant. <laughs> it's just my pit. People use deodorant for other places too, John. Jeez. <laughs> the tiny. It smells pleasantly pungent. <laughs> See, John, a taint is. <laughs> so I watched. Yeah, I watched that. I also watched. Um, and I have a big recommendation on Netflix. Uh, Dude. Did you watch it? No, not all of it. No, it's, it's I, American Vandal. Yes, yeah. I watched. I've I've watched about thirty minutes of the first episode. Are you enjoying? <laughs> I had to turn it He's off last hard. night. Yeah, because you're laughing so hard. It's, because I was. I came to bed last night. Mm-hmm. I got in bed with my wife. Your wife. Your wife. And um, I, I, yeah, I know you gave me a sub. I was like, "Why is he doing?" This? I wasn't exactly. I wanted to just watch something and drift off to sleep. So I start, I turned on American Vandal to continue it because I was a, like 19 minutes in. I got another 10 minutes in, and I had to turn it off because I was shaking the bed from laughing. Not, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> just the 
Not like, not for any other reason. Not for any other reason. Yeah, just laughter. I was like <laughs> quietly laughing, but my body was shaking. Yep. And I was like, I can't do this. I got to control myself. <laughs> That's what I love about it. Is um, it was it, I was laughing at the point where they were discussing. Well, these drawings that he's been doing for years are not consistent with the with the drawings you on the car even, you because these drawings have like little ball hairs on. <laughs> and in so, and in this drawing, there's no ball hairs. <laughs> can I say you haven't even seen the best like of those recreation type things that they do? Because there's another part of this story you haven't even heard yet. And when this animation comes in, you're going to laugh. You're going to have a John laugh. I can already tell you that now. <laughs> Uh, but for those so who are t- unfamiliar, tell them about yeah, what it's, what it's for about. American, Sean, you'd love this. Yeah. American Vandal kind of plays off of all the true crime stuff that's been popular. <laughs> Serial, it, making a, a murderer. It's uh, pure satire, though, right? Yes, it's a. It's by Funny or Die. Um, they, oh, I didn't they know made, that. Yes, that makes it really. They good. made it. Yeah. Uh, and they commit to it though. Like it's not over the no, top, and like they, they're, they're not just constantly putting jokes where there's not a joke needed. They are committed to making this feel like you're watching like making a murder. Or it's something. not even a wink and a nod. No. Oh, here's where I. This is where I actually started laughing. Where he was talking about how what's the kid's name? Uh, Dylan. Dylan. Right? Was trying to get big on YouTube, and they were doing these videos oh, the way where back boys. <laughs> he was running around farting on babies, yes. <laughs> and he was doing it on camera. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're kind of dumb. Um, anyway, but, but the ahead. whole entire point is, Dylan is a kid who is expelled from high school because he is accused of being the person who took uh, spray paint and went into the teacher's parking lot <laughs> and spray painted twenty-seven Richards. On uh, on cars, <laughs> on various cars. So he has been accused of that. And one of the guy who heads up the morning news is basically making this serial documentary to examine if he was actually guilty of the crime. The morning news for the yeah. school. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and all this kind of stuff. And it goes, I mean, like, I have to say, after finishing it, one, the, the mystery of, like, you know, the reveal of, like, actually what happened, all that is satisfying. For oh, the is most it? Part. Yes. Uh, and two, like, it just... <laughs> consistently shows how great these shows like the the bad part of it like in a way where it explores everything so it makes you think about everything but you're also like yeah but reality speaking let's look at the actual evidence that's in front of us but they're just some really great jokes in it, and i don't want to spoil any of it if so you just look go at watch these it. two images side by side yeah you notice one of them took much more detail when it comes to the mushroom head <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that the uh <laughs> They, and I'm only 20 minutes into this thing. They were talking about that at lunch today, and and I was like, yeah, wow. Well, I've, I've been, I just started Narcos. I know I'm late on it. Oh yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah. It's it's Netflix makes really just quality stuff. They do. It's it's they crazy. Spend, they spend a billion everything. dollars. Yeah, they don't need to. Yeah. And also, I've been watching Atypical, which is a. I did watch that with a uh, Michael Rappaport yeah. and uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh. That's a good fast time. Yeah, right. 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 It's a pretty good little show. I think I'm four, three or four episodes in. Yeah, I'm here and I need to watch Ozark. I that's like Jason Bateman, but he is it's not kind of Jason like, Bateman. Yeah, it's like Breaking Bad, but without the buildup. It's just kind of like Goes consistently right intense, straight crystal meth. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, also, uh, roll tide. Yep, that's all we gotta say roll, about that. Roll. roll. I saw <laughs> roll tide. What day roll was tide. it? I saw it last week. Did you? Definitely would recommend it. There um, you go. It's it's quite fantastic. I saw it with Cameron Bean. I Thanks heard, for inviting me. I heard that it's the Stranger Things meets the Goonies. Right here. It is Stranger Things meets the Goonies, but um, 
R-rated. Well, I guess yeah. Stranger Things well, I mean, is technically R-rated. Look, Stranger Things is also coming out very soon. Yeah, it is. October 27th-ish. Yeah. Very soon. Month-ish. Very soon. I didn't invite you because Cameron invited me. That's kind of my... Bishop thing. said, That's my you know, what thing. about our other friend, Chris? You didn't seem that interested. Bishop? You were kind of 50-50 on it. Oh, no. I love it. That's a good book. That, I feel yeah. like I feel like he was 50-50, too. Yeah. You I would have gone... I'm not, like, rushing out to see it, but if a friend invited me to go and see And I haven't it, seen Cameron... I, see I haven't seen Cameron in months, uh, and it just would have seemed like, hey, can I... Can I just... <laughs> I can't believe we're working this out on air. I just didn't want to bring a buffer... Or what the appearance of a buffer to a... I would have sat right between you two. So, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. What's going on? But it was hilarious. I love clowns. If you know Cameron, he's... Uh, Our listeners the, don't. The clown <laughs> the clown freaked him out like you wouldn't believe. It was just clowns, it was uh, hilarious. As you, you know, there was a point, I don't know when in your age, but for me, you sort of realize that people are scared of things that you're like, you're scared of that? Yeah. Uh, clowns have never freaked me out. They don't but freak I, me out. I can out see much. where that comes from. The only of. time that happened to me was like probably when I was five or six. Of course, my uh, older brothers and sisters, because they're jerks, wouldn't turn it off. Was uh, Killer Clowns from Space was on, <laughs> and the idea of a, the idea that like there was in like I had just gone to the freaking fair too. So the idea that there was a clown out there that wanted to wrap me up in cotton candy that was going to eat me away. <laughs> yeah, well, that got actually, me. I saw a study about the fear of clowns. Um, yeah. And it's it's very... The fear of clowns is actually very trendy for people to say they're scared of clowns. Yeah. Um, like, what was it? Like, 45 to 60% of the people who actually say they're scared of clowns, they're not scared of clowns. They're they just do afraid it. of uh, John they, Wayne Gacy. Well, no, they do it because it's the trendy thing to do. It's like the, most of these people are actually very neurotic people. It's like it's a very okay. – it's, it's like a it's, – it's not a mental disorder, but it's a condition of conformist fear as, as they – I think as they phrase it. Also, when they were also studying the words that people hate, like moist – Things Ooh, like that. That's, that's people great, do hate moist. That's a great word. Though. And moist is like there's like twenty percent of people who actually do hate the word moist, mm-hmm. but they don't hate words that sound that rhyme with moist. So it's like hoist, hoist, foist, Contact. moist, joist, uh, joist. It's like you say a word that matches it. I think so. pretty much. And it's like it doesn't affect them at all. Kiss. So it's like that's cake. <laughs> These are things that are moist, right? Yes. People Probably are thinking. Moist. I don't know. They're thinking about other things too. Yeah. Moist. I, dig- so? I digress. I recommend it. It's a. Uh, it's a fantastic movie, and yeah, they don't try to throw the kitchen sink at you. Um, they only do it from the perspective of the children, and then they're moving on to the perspective okay. of them as adults in the second yeah. movie. So, because it ends with it going, it chapter one. Okay. Well, that's cool. That <clears throat> is pretty cool. We ready to go to this topic? Video games. Wait. Where is We're it? not talking about something. I'm afraid to say it because I really like the circumstance. Oh, okay. Well, let's just go to the news. Topic time, 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 time. The topic is... John wanted to talk about sports real quick, so let's do that. John. 
really funny. Right. The uh, the uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide pulled out a squeaker. Yeah, they did. We uh, got some good calls during the game. Good little breaks some here and there. Some people, I think, learned an important lesson. Don't do don't, this. Don't call out the number one team in the nation. Uh, <laughs> there was other there one was, one person learned their lesson. The yeah. team did not call Alabama out. I think the coach called them out too. Did he? Yeah. Then maybe I'm misinformed. He's like, we're ready. I heard <laughs> you watched a. Uh, that's not calling anybody out. That's watch, saying we're ready. Enough. I heard you watched the football game while you were prepping for the show. Yeah. You watched the Redskins and and the Raiders like I did. No, I got so that would excited. have nothing to do with the show. Oh. He watched the uh, University of Georgia play their game while he was also playing Dishonored too. No, mm. I was I was playing Metroid at the time. No, she said Dishonored. She was incorrect. Which don't She's tell her a liar. I said that. Don't tell her I said that. <laughs> she said Dishonored. I would today. have to have two TVs on. You're a baller. <laughs> I am a baller. <laughs> I could get this done. <laughs> Go UGA. Yeah. We need someone to be good. Jeez. SEC is looking bad. <laughs> They're all really, right. really bad. There's not a lot of uh, good-looking squads out there. Nope. It's pretty much UGA and Alabama, I think. Is, is, I, I was, I was is UGA good this year? The, see, that's the thing. I I think it's still too early. Cause, like, that's I, what I'm getting at, Chris. It's too early yeah. for a lot of teams. Yeah. I feel like the only team that's got really tested was Clemson, and they had some really strong games early on. You don't think Oklahoma got no, tested? No, they played one game. That I think mattered. That was at Ohio State, who I thought was overrated, and Ohio State hadn't played anybody, so they've looked good since. They were dominating someone in the Big Ten this weekend. Baylor, or Baylor? Is that who they played? I think they played Baylor. I don't know. <laughs> no disrespect to Baylor, but when Baylor was like ranked three and four in the country, <laughs> when they were ranked three and four in the country, yeah, they had to outscore you. They were winning like fifty-eight sure. to fifty-four. I don't know. It's to me, we okay. play defense in the SEC. To me, that's a cop out though, because you can. To me, in my opinion, you can look at the way teams work, and you can kind of get an idea of like how. Like, look, anyone who's been watching Alabama is not, especially after Saturday, is not looking and going like, "Well, that's a team that's got issues." Who was it? Somebody was like, "Why why they finally get good?" I was like, "Well, they got people back. People were hurt since that Florida State game, and yeah. Well, I mean, they were still out. It's just those kids were in their third game. No, no, no. People came back." I listened to yeah. the pregame show. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a good. It was a good weekend of football. Mm, uh, yeah. The NFL had some pretty co- co- crazy games. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons won on a last like last second call. Um, Nothing speaking, else happened in the NFL. No, it was, I was trying to be. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. What yeah. else happened then? Uh, the Redskins won. No one Did. cared. No one cares. About that was the a coming thing. out party. We freaking everyone picked us to lose that game, and we dominated. He did it again. He said us because he likes the Redskins. <laughs> hey, hey, I fought for old DC through the whole entire North you should Turner. Be the, you should be a Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens fan. Knew they weren't around even when I was a kid. They, they, weren't, they were not around. Hey, I know yet. they weren't. Can you just let me do this? I, you know what? You're right. I should shut my, my grandfather. Mouth. My grandfather would have disowned me if I had ever said I was a Ravens fan. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Because he grew up always Burgundy Eagle. Always. That That's was, because he didn't have a hey, John. Baltimore team <laughs> now he grew up uh, he grew up like 15 minutes from from uh what you call it, from dc how do you so, um how do you say baltimore baltimore there it is baltimore baltimore mm-hmm. yeah that's how i say it. more ball yes please baltimore or else you say <laughs> oh strohs and natty bows hon <laughs> i don't know uh, 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 
man. So yeah, John. <laughs> so I should probably say what the topic is. Huh? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. The real that, topic. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Was that enough to sports talk? Yeah, we're good. Go on sports talk. <laughs> <out? laughs> Listeners, he chastised me because we I didn't sports chastise. Talk, so. There was some chastising going there on. There was some chastising. I witnessed it. I saw it, heard it. There was no chastising. I know. See? Yeah. Anyway. Do I? The topic is Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, right? Yes. Very well. Good done. I was like trying to remember. Very well. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Ron Burgundy. Very well. Good done. What is in your Burger King cup? So does he die? Don't tell me because I don't want. Well, that's the thing. I, you can just whisper it. To me. I, uh, I, I'm on. There's five missions, and I'm on mission five. I just couldn't. Okay. I couldn't get there. I know you're you more. You had a whole week, John. I tried, man, but I know you won't be able to tell me. But I'm wondering the depth of that game if it if it rivals what um, Lost Legacy did in terms of like size, size, and things like that. Gameplay it's a, hours. It's about a. Uh, it's about eight to ten hours. I still, I, I still mean, haven't beat Laws Like. Yeah, I'm getting that back. Ooh, really? Me no. back now? No. Wouldn't do that okay. to you. I, I wanted, know if you, if you need. I wanted a better reaction than really like with a heartfelt like look on your face, dude. That's where I tell you I traded it in. <laughs> it's right there. I've already seen it. But no, that's what you think it is. <laughs> that's just a case. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm excited to hear case. about about this because I know this. How is excited I am not at all. On a scale of one to ten, probably about a four, but still, we're good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not at all. Not. Just because, honestly, John knows I like uh, this iron a good bit too, and this is like I don't want to hear anything about this uh, yeah. game. <laughs> I thought you were. I actually thought you were going to dabble with it. I I've, I came close, but unfortunately, Cuphead this weekend, and that's true. Uh, and then I've got like a run of games the next couple weeks. Yeah, I might skip Cuphead because I think you guys are playing it. I don't have an Xbox anymore. Breaking news. Is that true? Nope. That's funny. <laughs> Again, I did. Because then I would have been like, let's go to the tape. This is the greatest console ever. I just released my bowels. <laughs> Look, I, I I try to troll you. You didn't bite. You got all heartfelt and sensitive. Yeah. I try to troll John, and I get that look. That's the oh, Dexter it was look. Absolute contempt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, John. I'm. Re- I'm I want to know what. I want to know how this is playing speaking, out. Speaking uh, before we get that. Speaking of which, is it really bad? I just got selected for jury duty, and I was looking at how much I'm going to get paid per day by the city. Is it really bad that I'm like, if I can just get like a week's worth of jury duty, that'll let me pay off my Xbox One X. No, <laughs> no man, that's awesome. No man, right? that's called the human condition. But that's not going to happen because you know how it is for people in our profession. The moment they find out what I do for a living, they're going to be like, mm, you can have a good day, sir. <laughs> really? Why? I guess we can't answer that. Yeah, we can't answer that here. I'll tell you later. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is um, one of the things Dishonored <clears throat> to Uh-oh. me is, uh, is, is known for and something I really appreciate is giving a lot of importance and story to its supporting characters. These, I mean, you're not just focused on, am I okay? No, oh, you're just trying not to hear. It's really okay. I'm really not going to. I'm not going to go into story. That's like, what he says. I don't Jim. think. I know this I guy. I don't think. Bring, out, bring him out. You're good? Bring him right. out. I'm bring excited about out. this, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I wrote it down, Look, son. I mean, because like I said, John, if, if people have listened and, and they, they knew you, this was something you were really looking forward to. I was. Yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I expected it, but I was glad when I when they, when they Bethesda announced this game. Mm-hmm. This is what, I guess, technically an expansion. Uh, it's $29.99. It's roughly half... I think Dishonored 2 has about seven or eight stages, missions. Yeah, I want to say it took me about 
what, 16, 17 hours to mm-hmm. beat the game? Yeah, so this is about 60% of that. Not uh, bad. Not too bad at all. Um, one of the things that's really memorable uh, about the first Dishonored game is the expansion that they did for that game, which was the Br- the Brigmore Witches. And the Knife of Dunwall. And the Knife of Dunwall. I think, uh, I think Knife of Dunwall was first. Correct. And that came together as sort of a <clears throat> uh, episodic uh, DLC. This one they just automatically just put together. Some of the best, some of the best parts, which leads me to me saying, well, some of the best parts of Dishonored are their supporting characters. Oh, for um, sure. They really, they really make those supporting characters count. They're not just background noise. They have stories. They have feelings. They have, they have motives. They have a purpose in these games. <clears throat> so this one actually is the, the title of the game. So, I mean, it's pretty much self-explanatory. I can almost leave it at that. Yeah. But um, you're basically in the beginning, you're you're trying to find Dowd. Dowd being the knife of Dunwall, the person. And who is trying <clears throat> to find Dowd? Uh, oh, thank you. you. You play Megan Foster from Dishonored 2, otherwise known as Billy Lurk. And Billy Lurk. Uh, in the, she was in the knife of Dunwall as his as Dowd's number one. Doesn't Rosario Dawson exactly Rosario do Dawson does the voice of Billy Lurk? Yeah, uh, Michael Madsen does the voice of uh, Doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Madsen's voice uh, he kind of seems seems like, like he's Madsen. kind of he, yeah. Well, yeah, it is his. It's definitely it's definitely all him. Yeah, and really looks a lot like him too. Does um, he talk about <clears throat> shooting you through uh, with the uh, rock salt? No, <laughs> nothing like that. But he, it, it almost seems like he was phoning this one in. I could see But that Rosario that. Dawson gives a amazing performance and has consistently um, since Dishonored 2. I don't know if she was the original voice of Probably Billy not. Lurk in this, the, the first game. Madison wasn't in the first game, right? Yeah, he was. He was? Mm-hmm. He's, uh. But he's, he's done the voice of the entire series. Okay. I can't um, remember. So... You, you you're on this search for doubt and you you find doubt and and you discover that he blames the outsider for everything that has happened since the beginning of the game it's understandable since, since the beginning of the series rather because ever since ever since i mean this whole series started with jessamine caldman spoilers everybody jessamine caldman being me. murdered by doubt i mean this is the first game <laughs> come on spoilers jeez <laughs> And that moment is the moment that, you know, triggered everything else that happens in the series. And Pretty so much. Dowd, instead of taking a self-reflective approach, Dowd blames the outsider for everything, for manipulating the politics, manipulating um, the actions of every individual in the worlds of Dunwall and Karnaka. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's of Dowd's opinion that the outsider has to go. And so Dowd recruits... Billy Lurk, a.k.a. Megan Foster, to um, be bored by what I'm saying and start falling asleep, Sean. <laughs> no, I'm listening. This is my, uh, I'm paying attention. You're getting very, your eyes are getting heavy. So Dowd tasks her with fulfilling everything that he's discovered up to that point to carry on. Gotcha. And so Dowd has discovered basically secrets that are held in different areas of Karnaka. This game still takes place in the same location as the Dishonored 2. That makes sense. Um, locations, it, uh, basically, you're you're learning, you're you're finding a MacGuffin to kill a god. Is it um, 
Is it after the events of the second game? Yeah, it's a few months. It's a few months after you've okay. um, <clears throat> you learn a little bit through discovering um, journal entries, letters. Emily Caldwin is uh, rebuilding Dunwall, um, going forward with um, Corvo. Uh, Corvo's not mentioned that, that I've noticed. I could be wrong. I just might not have seen anything. But mm. she goes forward with um, ruling with unity in mind as opposed to being more hands-off the way she was prior gotcha. to. Um, does it pull on your save stuff from... Uh... Just like... No, it does It does not. Just like the Dishonored 2 game, um, uh-huh. it, it it's a sequel to a certain way that you played. So it, it assumes... Dishonored 2 begins with the assumption that you put Emily back on the throne through peaceful and low chaos means. <laughs> you may have. Yeah. So, and just like that, this, this, this game moves forward with the assumption that Emily was the protagonist and that you move forward with low chaos means and which, you know, with the chaos, I'll get to that in a second, but so you're you're you go through the first stage, and then the second stage you're gifted with some abilities that are, um, they are, and, and that's where this game truly stands out and shines with with the with the new abilities. You were not given, and this is not spoilery because it was all in all the mm-hmm. press work. You were not given the mark of the outsider. Okay. You were given void power. Ooh. But not through the mark, and you're given basically primarily three abilities, and and. These things, it took me a while because they were so radically different. It took me a while to really get used to them. Took a while. It took a while. Thank you. And I wrote them down just so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> this one was this one was new to me, and it really took me a while to embrace it. This one's called Semblance, and what it means is you can sneak up on somebody and steal their face, steal their identity, and um, with your void power. Yes. So are you? <clears throat> From Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh. oh, you wouldn't know that. I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Spoiler for John. <laughs> <laughs> so you can steal someone's face and assume their identity. So to a soldier, to townspeople, you look like that person whose face you took. You're not killing them. You're not literally physically ripping a face off. You're just through void power mimicking that person's face. You're just taking the identity. A girl needs a name. A girl. <laughs> kind of like a potion in Harry Potter, too. Yeah. What was that potion called? Oh, that, uh, what is that? Ah, uh, dang it. You're welcome. Thank oh, you. Oh, man. Thank Expelliarmus. you. Expelliarmus. <laughs> oh. That's yep. going to eat at me. Dude, It'll be okay. You got to do a Google search. Just blurt it out when you get it. Yeah. And so <laughs> that one, that one was, I was, I was more resistant to that one. Yeah. But when I started to embrace it, oh, man, that's an awesome, oh, it's an awesome power. It was almost an O face. Because you. <laughs> You can clear a room with this power as long as nobody is grouped together in one spot. You can go to this person, take their face, go to that person, take, take their face. It's a really awesome new well, way. Polyjuice potion. Polyjuice, polyjuice potion. It it's an awesome new way for stealth. Yeah. But you can do, you know, you can do chaos. Let me ask you this. You said in a room though, mm-hmm. uh, how does that not present a problem when you still Bill's face, but Bill's still in the room and now you look like Bill too? He's not, he's not in the room. What, thank Gee. you. I should clarify that. Um, what it does is it um, it knocks that person out. Oh, that's like you nice. You choke them out, and you steal their face. 
So you can't just be like, hey, that guy's over there. Let me, That's let me awesome. steal his face. No, I can't just, I, I have to, I have to be next to you that can't person. Be, you can't be like Mystique. No, I have okay. to be next to that person to, to gotcha. take their identity. Sometimes when you say things out loud, they just become funny. And that was one of those moments. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't, I choke you out and steal. <laughs> I will choke you out and, and steal, steal your, your face. face. What? The second one is like the blink power that Corvo has or, and similarly the, um, I forget what they call it with uh, Emily's, but it, it essentially does the same thing. It uh, you, it's a teleport power where you are f- you, you can traverse in an instant in the snap of a finger, um, getting one, from one point A to point B. But this one, um, I hated it at first because you basically you hated something in the sign. This gonna, one, yes, I, I hated ha- it at first. He's gonna hate something in Assassin's Creed. <clears> but I learned, too. but I learned how to use it, and it's just, it's amazing. <clears throat> so um, you embrace something, you like the Aerosmith like. song. Yeah, you guys want to hear this? No, we do. No, no, no. no I just want to. We've gone Aerosmith, Harry Potter. <laughs> just, you knock you out and steal your face. That's just how my brain works. Bro. Yeah, I know. Why are you gonna call me out? So it's amazing. You hold down the you hold down the left trigger mm-hmm. and, um, to pinpoint where you want to go in the world uh-huh. and then when you release the trigger you go you, back you know you see i will finish a sentence even if it kills you <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh once you release that trigger you see an image of yourself at that location huh. so you can leave that locate you can leave that image of yourself at that location and then go over to oh. somebody steal pickpocket them or kill them, and before people are alerted, you can hit the the trigger button one more time, and you're immediately there. So if you're like, oh, I'll if you had like it's four a, it's, people, it's a fancy way of escaping a situation. If yeah. you had like say four guards patrolling a door, you could go in, put the image there, go back, they all start shooting at, go around and and flank them. Right. Yeah. I was thinking more of an alibi situation, but it's way more. Than there that. is there's a game that does that. What? And it's not. I'm thinking about that. There's a game that does it, and I'm trying to think what it is, like where you can do it, like put up the decoy type stuff. Um, it's not even a decoy because they can't see that. Only you can see that. Oh, only yeah. you can see. So okay. you set it yeah, up like on a high things. on a high ledge, like so you as can a marker to back. where no, okay. as a marker to where you're gonna go. Huh. Okay. Or you could just do it all in one sitting and just and, and okay, so hit the trigger twice. I put like this thing up there on the roof and then I go in and I'm shooting everyone. And as they get close to me, then I can just go click you, and you now completely disappear. And you're gotcha. at that, mo- at that, that place is that actually you're pretty awesome. Yeah. I like that. I used it. I don't really, I didn't really use it for any high chaos stuff. I would use it to sneak in to a room, take somebody's key that I needed and just escape the room. Gotcha. Actually, and they never knew I was there. That's, that's a good way to do it. Dope. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, and then the final power, I would say final. But yeah, you like John, final John tried power. to set up the way. John's saying up a way of like, well, this way I can be stealthy. And I'm saying up the way of, in my mind, of like, Death how can I kill everyone? <laughs> I'm not. I've promised myself, I've promised myself to go in to all the Dishonored games and play Chaos. It's fun. It's, yeah, I, I, used I to, hate killing people. I used to be like you because, you know, I love it in real life. <laughs> I used to love it. Um, playing stealth like you because stealth yeah. is is fun and, really I, fun. I, and I enjoy the it's challenge but after i do that i always now play chaos because it's just fun to see i feel like once you start playing with chaos you can just get so experimental like with things that you can do like you're like well if i put this together and that together 
what happens and then boom. It's just the beauty of Dishonored is you can go into a level and do it right and nobody ever knew you were there. Correct. I agree. It was just, it's just, it's, it's, it's poetry. It's called Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah, yeah whatever. And then um, the <laughs> third power you're given right off the jump is is foresight. Uh, it's called foresight. And um, hmm. I forget the I forget the power of what it's called. But when with Corvo and Emily, where it's where you can see everything through walls and you kind of okay. know where everybody is. Yeah. This power is different. It, it serves a Dark similar vision? purpose. Dark vision. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. This this power leaves you in a state of you basically leave your body. And you huh. roam around the room, and you can mark enemies, ah. um, and you can mark things that you see in the world, so kind like of, uh, letters and coins and paintings, things like that. You you have a limit of how many things you can mark. So kind of like um, mm-hmm. Far Cry with the the bird. Similarly, but you can actually like, yeah. traverse, go around corners. It's not mm-hmm. from just a high up perspective. You can actually. Move, move, leave your body and move around the world yeah, yeah. in a way that you normally could. And you tag enemies. And you tag enemies. Kind of like Uncharted did. <clears throat> yeah, they do get, that. Um, little actually, I like Splinter Cell does it really well because yeah. you have the drone that like you can send out and mark like everything on the map yeah. and then figure out how you want to take it it's on. It's just, it's amazing. The, a lot of these powers, I mean, they, they really change the game. I mean, particularly, and they're very friendly towards a stealth approach. So they're like LeBron. They changed the game, huh? That's uh, cool. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) so those are your three powers. You don't, you don't get any more. You get more much later in the game. Oh, you do have one power. I didn't really use it that much. You can actually, it's called rat whisper. They always got some of them rats. Yeah. Where you can actually listen to the rats speaking and they give you, Oh God, they give you hints about the world, like some will tell you about a passageway talk- that leads behind the black market what shop. What do they sound like? Do they sound like whispers from Lost or something? They sound like a, not that I know what this sounds like. They sound like a, uh, uh, a sex talk worker. Hey! <laughs> they, it's it's a it's a high pitched lady voice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't like the. Yeah, it's just it sounds like a rat. <laughs> it sounds like a. All right. You know, but they give you some of them. I'm, I don't really use it that much because I don't know. It wasn't that big a deal to me, but they can give you useful hints about how to get through into a building a certain way that you might not have thought about. Um, and they speak in, they Tons? speak in code. They don't outward, outwardly say, go this way. They, they give you some, they, they speak in riddles. So I, it was difficult for me to really pay attention to them. So, with that being said, <clears throat> these powers that you have, they don't upgrade. They just are what they are. They are what they are. Um, and I kind of like that. It takes away, uh, it takes away that pressure of, 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 of the game. Not that I don't what, like, not where, that I don't do like I go that. with the skill tree? Yeah. What do I do? What do I do? What's better? It just, More it so, gives you uh, what you give you. And that, and you the void. You have to go find hearts, right? <clears throat> uh, runes, yeah. Or runes, runes are yeah. not in this game. Bone charms okay. are still in the game. Okay. Bone charms can add to your offense. They can add to your defense. They can add to your powers in sort of like a tacked on way, but they can't upgrade anything. And you can, you can, you can still, um, you can still, um, craft, uh, craft bone charms as well to not in anything that really truly changes the game, 
but you can craft it in some interesting ways. The void energy that you get, just like um, just like the elixirs, you have this blue gauge. Mm-hmm. But this void energy, when you use it, it just replenishes. Oh, so you don't so have you to don't you don't have to use buying. elixirs. The, oh, okay. In fact, in the game, it it, it demonstrates as a, as part of the story that the those elixir elixirs were banned. By what about the, the health one? <clears throat> those are just yeah, they're still there. They're still there. Okay, but playing it playing stealthy, I didn't really use them that much. So. The void energy can replenish itself. You, you, should, you see my notes? <laughs> I'm stretching my back. Um, another aspect of the game that completely changes everything is there's there's in the other games you you can be high chaos mode, low chaos mode, yeah. mid chaos mode. You can kill, spare, all that stuff, and you could do all that in here, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really affect Nothing the story matters, in, in the in the way that you know in the first dishonored the more people you kill the more rats there were hence more plague hence more plague same thing with the blood flies yeah. in dishonored too i didn't know that yeah it, it yeah. all i wonder why there were so many rats in dishonored one you're just like i'm just killing stuff yeah, I'm like they just, they just they really got a rat problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you do the high chaos like at the end, uh, I think basically like half the city dies or something like that because yeah. of the rat plague. That's crazy. That's really so cool. the game. Yeah, the, the game does a lot of things to alleviate the pressure of I want that good ending or I want that bad ending. You know, you just you and 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 you're free to just use variations of approaches and not worry about oh I killed this guy now I got to restart a save. Yeah, if you, I'm trying to go stealthy. Do you think they did that based on the? Uh, Fan reaction from Dishonor Two, like a, as a direct result, or you, I don't think so. No? I don't think so. And in this, it, it, and I would appreciate it. It would, uh, and it matters because the over, uh, not the overseer, the the um, the outsider is not directly. Since he didn't give you the mark of the outsider, yeah, he's not directly linked to the chaos you cause. Gotcha. In the other games, he gives you the mark. And if you choose to accept it, if you, yeah, that's true. If you choose to accept it and he's more directly, um, he, he, he affects the chaos. He constantly makes sure to comment about your choices and how you're perceiving the world and what that more so means. It's like, well, what is this actually, what are you really doing here? You yeah. Know, yeah. He yeah. And he's, and him. he's, and he's always in the game. He's constantly talking to you. He's constantly, you know, making you yeah. question, what are you doing? Do you really think Dodd's, Dowd's telling you the truth, all this stuff? Maybe he's just manipulating you, that kind of thing. Almost like, it's not as constant, but almost like the Joker yeah, in the yeah. mind of Batman in the third Arkham game. <sighs> Spoilers. It's, that's not a spoiler. Kidding. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I, I'm more what? so I'm just can the I third say? Arkham game. Oh. <laughs> uh, hate that ending. One thing I really liked um, about each, each mission um, is when you go to the black market, on the wall of every black market in um, in each level, there's contracts. Oh, cool! And that really adds some. So you can spend twice as much time as you normally would in a in a particular mission, and the and depending on, I mean, you can still choose. It rates you at the end of every mission. Um, it rates you based on your chaos level. Level. It just doesn't matter to the story. Okay. So you can still go in, try a non lethal approach, ghost, and it still ranks you that way. And these contracts can pay pretty big, but some of them require you to kill. Some of them just require you to gather information or um, disable somebody. Intel. Yeah, intel. That's what we call that. Thanks, man. <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah. I, th- I mean, oh, hold on. Who's that? I got a question. Design. But oh. when you're ready to talk about quish. the game and graphics and stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, so just let me know when you're ready for that. To me, this game really stands out as as a unique mark on the series. Um, unique is good. Dishonored 2 really, uh, Chris, I think you would definitely agree with this. It really set a high bar for level design. The Clockwork Mansion was particularly an amazing level. And then the level in Dishonored 2 later in the game when you are are teleporting back and forth between time periods. Mm-hmm. Do you, did you hear what I said? Or I did. Disagree? I'm sorry. I'm also looking at this cockroach that's apparently climbing on my Whoa. wall. <laughs> yeah. I got to go. Yeah, right? <laughs> Never seen one of them That's before. bigger than the rats in design. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say the bigger it is, it means that... that no, it, mean, it means it can fly. Well, that too. And it may, <laughs> I'm out, dude. It uh, <laughs> doesn't mean there's a bunch of little babies. That would be the scary thing. Um, so, but, but no, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, the level design from the second one... Um, like they had some really cool ideas and concepts in the first game, but mm-hmm. it was clear that with this one, it was like, okay, things that maybe we couldn't do on the old systems. Now that that's not a worry, they, yeah, that they into really proved like just how much you could play with it. Yeah. Yeah. The, you might have like parts where you had load points, but man, once you got in, like, as you said, like for instance, like the clockwork mansion mm-hmm. or the, um, the one with the door, mm-hmm. uh, doing those kind of things, like, those were some of the most interesting places to explore that I've been in a video game in yeah. a while. Yeah. So, and so you take that, you take that high bar and yeah. you have, some people would be disappointed by the level design of Chris. You keep gonna, talking. Chris is going to go. I'm going to wage a war. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Go but you but you are, you are, you are still, I mean, this is, this is classic level design from, um, Arcane Studios, it it never reaches that high point in Dishonor Two, but these worlds, these uh, these levels, you planted that roach there, didn't you? It's like these uh, these levels are still really fun to explore, um, really fun to play in. Uh, that's what. I, but what is it? This is the first one you played that was on your pro, right? Do you I do? don't have a pro. Thanks for rubbing that in, man. Oh, then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to know, you know, how it ran and, and compared to one that was on a basic. Just maybe you should just play one. Let me know. Maybe I should go buy it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so there goes that. But it still, I mean, it looks good. The level design, everything's still legit. I mean, yeah. from what I gather, it's everything that you've always loved about a Dishonored game. They they just made it a little better, added a little twist on it that made you go, okay, well, this isn't just the same game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they did that with the Uncharted game that I've played now, like Chris Barr, The Lost Legacy. And it's kind of cool to see these games that they're kind of standalone-ish. Mm-hmm. They're not quite a full game, right? But they're not just a one-on. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're a they full, matter. Yeah, I like this, that. This is like a this is a legitimate chapter that, according to the studio, they say puts a bookend on this. I don't know whether they said this chapter of the Dishonored world, I think, or or. It's an end to the Caldwin, the Emily. Yeah. It's the end of the Caldwin storyline. I think if I had... <clears throat> Whether they go back and do a whole other story, and again, I am like an hour away from completing this game, so I don't know I don't know if Death of the Outsider is a, is a literal thing or something that's 
symbolic. Kind of like the uh, title of the next Star Wars movie, I The Last Jedi. You're mm-hmm. like, what does that mean? Yeah. Means Mark Hamill's Last Jedi. I mean, you learn <laughs> you learn a little bit about um, the Outsider in Dishonor too. You 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 find out that he was a victim. He 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 didn't ask for his god like powers. He yeah. was he was forced. He was spoilers. I mean, he, it was it's not spoilers. It's the second game. Um, it's been less than you. So it's like he's a sympathetic character, and the game. While you're while you're trying to accomplish a certain goal, the the game actually tells the story in a way where you start to go, is she really going to do this? Hmm. Is is the chaos in Dunwall and Kanaka really the responsibility? And and this is actually a fundamental question that the game poses: Do we blame our gods or should we blame ourselves yeah, for question. the things that happen in the world? Do we give credit to gods? When I things wouldn't. go well, or should we should we should we trust in our own autonomy? I'm doubted. Oh, did I kill the Empress, right. or did the or did the outsider force my hand? All right, free free will. Yeah, uh, I think in a deeper tone, um, arcane in a way. I think, as you said, like I think the idea of this was to book in everything, including the outsider, and it's probably for what you've been hinted at with uh, with Billy in this one. Is to say, like, whatever they go to next, it doesn't have to be defined. Tethered. It doesn't have to be like, yeah, like, if there's one complaint you can make towards Dishonored is that it definitely feels like it's tethered to the first game and everything. Like, you know, Emily, even though she's different than Corvo, still has to feel somewhat, you know, everything still with the outsider has to feel grounded in that same reality. Mm-hmm. Corvo's new powers <laughs> that he gains in the game still have to be built upon what he did in the first game and that relationship with the outsider needs to feel as uh relevant as it did in the first one and now it's like whether you know he ends up dying or whatever maybe he just leaves i don't know what we'll see you you don't even know yet um whatever it ends up being it allows them whenever they decide to come back to this franchise uh which i i don't know what their next plan is it's a tough call i mean it's it it hasn't been a mega seller too no yeah that's one of the problems it lets them whenever they do decide to come back to it they can come back to it and say like let's try something completely different like they might sit there and go you know what let's do a you know tale that took place 600 years before emily and corvo let's do a tale that's way in the future past them or something like that you you just don't know and that's yeah. cool that that allows them to remain fresh it's definitely bittersweet to me if you were a fan of this if you were a huge was it fan like of, a symphony this no, bittersweetness i get you yeah no. <laughs> it's just uh if you were a fan of this of this series um and you you know and you'd be a fool not to be but uh yeah i'm talking to you sean i, I like this series <laughs> i've actually opened both of these games you've opened the games yeah that's that says a lot for Sean. I just, am just, touching just, things right now. Just haven't opened Tomb Raider yet. It's just really Ouch. it's this world is is so In rich. It's so I love dude, I love the, the lore world. the lore that you discover along the way. I mean, you could you could fill bookshelves with ideas and books and new characters you can introduce just in this world. This is one of the most done. this is one of the most amazing worlds I've ever experienced in games. We need to let John play Skyrim just so he can like, that, go yeah. to a library and be like, really, you want to see some books? It's, it's coming to Switch. But check um, this out. Um, it's just, I, I would recommend this to anybody. It's it's twenty nine ninety nine. It's totally worth it. Did you get digitally it. or do you? Uh, digitally. I have all of them digitally, so I just. Oh, that's why you didn't buy the collector's edition of Dishonored 2 with the mask that you could have got. 
Remember, I almost I did still that too. I regret that. I know you do. Real regrets that's about why, that. That's why I bring it up. I didn't realize <laughs> that package. Job. I mean, I tried to get that and I couldn't uh, through Amazon. And like the package, when we finally saw it, I was like, geez, that's a lot bigger than I was expecting. Yeah. And all this and that's started. What she said. All, this, <laughs> all this started with a stocking <laughs> stuffer. Uh, three, four Christmases ago, and I was like, "What? What is? What is this?" Yeah, and I just it's been an amazing journey, John. Yeah, it, I think um, pound for pound, I think I love this series more than Bioshock. Oh, that's it's easy. Just, of course, it's oh, just it that amazing. We all make we all make <laughs> dumb statements, so I'm gonna let that slide. Yeah, but it's okay. But it you, is a very good series. But ladies you, and gentlemen, but you he's gotta, not talking to me when he said that. But you got to admire. You are a lost cause. <laughs> you you gotta, didn't even make it to the reveal. You got to admire this game. Um, as an expansion, and the previous one as an expansion, they like I said, a book into this discussion. They really care about their their supporting for sure. characters for sure, and stroking people's fingers. <laughs> what? And egos, egos, egos. You fingers. said that out loud. <laughs> You're not so, supposed to tell them that. Yeah, please, uh, please, Arcane. I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah, they were, we're big time. Just oh. promise me one day you'll come back to the series. Yes, yeah. you guys. I'd like them are to go. So good. I'd like them to go off uh, this studio uh, or this part of our king go off and do something new. Just because prey is prey. I know you enjoyed it. I really didn't enjoy it that much, and I know that wasn't the main team or whatever. I want to see this team like now that they've got this down. Like, okay, what else can you do? Like, could you do a thief game? Could you? Um, do something that has a different tone or time period, you know, whatever. I, I just want to see it because I think like they make. Are they owned by Bethesda? Uh, or just? I uh, think they are. I want to say, say they are. Say they are. Yeah. So it's like I think that's Square Enix that owns Thief. So I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think yeah, you could just. Uh, you never know. Well, Eidos. 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 I'm sure they could work out a deal. Maybe. <laughs> but so I don't know. Good. I would just like to see them. Do something, you know, uh, that's new or different that no one's expecting. Because I think they're really cool, creative dudes. And that's that's a rarity. If anybody cares about the score, it's an 8 or an 8.5 to me. There you go. But you can that's recognize, you know, it's like, a, but I love, I, I'm loving this game. Loving it. Shocker. <laughs> like McDonald's, he's loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We, we, we ready to go news? If you are. I, oh, that was a great job, John. Unless you that want, solid. unless you want more sports. Mm. Redskins, by the way, <laughs> big victory. <laughs> you know, uh, it's almost October. It is. World Series. Playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs. Playoffs. Look, dude. Nobody the cares. Red Sox are going to win the entire thing. Are they? Yeah. I think Dodgers. I'm going to go with it. either Houston or Cleveland. Mm. Cleveland's going to give the Red Sox a run for their money. Cleveland. Almost won the dang thing Ladies last year. Gentlemen, do you see what I did there? All right. Yeah. Let's do this news. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. 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 Layoffs. <laughs> For the Chinese room? <laughs> Talking about layoffs. <laughs> the developer behind Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, which is Bolton, uh, the Chinese room has temporarily ceased development and laid off a majority of the staff, according to co-founder Dan Pinchbeck. Quote, the situation between financial pressures, trying to keep the lights on for the employed team, and the stress of end of development, health issues, just wasn't a tenable thing anymore. 
it was time to take a break, recharge, recover, and have a good think about our future. The company just finished development of the VR title So Let Us Melt and was in pre-production on Little Orpheus and 13th Interior. This sounds like, I'm tired. (laughs) You're fired. It's probably, (laughs) hey, your game didn't make a ton of money and, you know. If Sony's not ponying up for you, sir, my wife it, it is. Gets uh, harder. She's having our baby tonight. Well, if you go, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, could be. That sucks though. Always yeah, sucks. Yeah. We I, we we report this stuff. Um, I hate it. And everybody's I mean, gone hate... to the rap. Is that what? It, no, no. Everybody's gone to the rap. Is that the? Yeah. That was actually a pretty re- well regarded game for yeah. the most part. Yeah, but um, they fixed to... they fixed a lot of issues when they released it. Actually, this thing. year re released it. For yeah. PS4 and... Well, no, it originally came out on PS4. came out like two years ago. Uh, maybe, I yeah. guess. Uh, yeah, it was one of those games, I think, when it was like building up, everyone's like, ooh, that could be great. And when it came out, people were like, it's good. But like they were, I think they were like hoping like Journey or, uh, you know, Gone Home or something. So like they were that. hoping it would be overrated? They thought, oh my gosh, you know, one day you'll just, actually, what did one, he say? When you the day you'll actually play the game all the way through and then you can tell us. I get it, man. You cry when it comes to people with no faces, personality and a red cape. Yep. It gets very emotional. At the end. <laughs> what just What's happening here? What is he talking about? I don't know. It gets very emotional. But Training. we hope we hope the folks who were laid off land on their feet. Indeed. For sure. Neo complete edition. Neo, the complete edition has been announced over the weekend at TGS. That's Tokyo Game Show for those unfamiliar. Uh, and will be released in Japan later this year. It will include the base game along with all three add-ons, which were Dragon of the North, Defiant Honor, and Bloodshed. There's currently no word on a Western release, which is sure to come. I'm sure it will. Did you finish this? Uh, I did not finish the game, now. What's wrong with you? Because I had a lot of other things to play at that Name time. Name them. We'll wait. Yeah. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Breath <laughs> of the Wild, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, you didn't even finish that. Yeah, I did. I'm kidding. Don't ever. Calm so you'll finish Mass Don't Effect ever. Andromeda, but you won't finish Neo. Yeah. yeah. You I know, know why? Because it was uh, hard. Near Autonoma. Uh, you're just naming the games you played. No, these were all things That's, I played in that period. Yeah, yeah. you're just naming you're games. You're just naming games, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. There were things I had to play. You had Nio or Neo. NBA 2K18. I made it about... <laughs> it is a hard... Like, Mario Odyssey. <laughs> it's one of those things... It's not even out yet. Why are you naming it? It was one of those kind of games. It It is very hard. It's grinding. Uh, and That's I got, what she said. I got to like the fourth of the fifth act when I finally put it down and had to move on to other games. That's what she said. And then by the time I came back, I was like, okay, I, I'm not ready to do that yet. Cause that's a major condition. <laughs> that's fine. PlayStation at Tokyo Game Show. Some announcements that were made include Monster Hunter World will be released on January 26, 2018. There was new footage of the Shadow of the Colossus remake showing a clear indication the game is being built from the ground up. Final Fantasy IX was released on PS4 the day of the conference. Thank you, God. Noctis will join Desaya Final Fantasy NT. Dragon's Crown has been confirmed for PlayStation 4 and will release in Japan on January 25th. And a new game called Left Alive was announced from Square Enix. I did not see the Left Alive stuff, but... I didn't either. Josh, uh... 
the moment I told him that Final Fantasy Nine was there, uh, me and Sean both got a message later that night from him showing the <laughs> the did. battle screen or the uh, item screen from Final Fantasy Nine for his character. It was hilarious. Nine is your favorite, right? Nine is my favorite. Yes, I will probably be picking this up don't at lie. some point. I am going to pick this up. Don't say don't say things like that, Chris. I love this. So this, this game. is not a re, it's a remaster. It was or remade maybe HD cutscene. Yeah, it was updated for um. A little bit, yeah. the The cutscenes were updated, and the graphics polished a little bit. Nothing like outstanding uh, for Steam and iPad way back in like 2012. So it's that version of the game. I wonder if it's. Uh, I wonder if it's as playable as you might remember. Uh, I'm. I wouldn't see why it wouldn't be in it's the same way. In the, to me, I mean, Ocarina of Time is not as playable on N64. Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, not that it's not great. But the good just, thing about like turn-based RPGs is that they hold up because you know there's your face you, holds up. You get to pick your animations or your attacks and all that, and then you see an animation versus like something like GoldenEye, where it's like, yeah, you know, shooter evolves. It you go back to these art, you try to go back to the old way, and you're like, that just doesn't work anymore, dude. You know? I'm so down for the Monster Hunter World, John. I was about to ask right? if anybody was psyched about that. Yes, that's gonna be classic. Yeah. Because you are, you are a fan. Yeah, I remember at E three when they showed the little guy running, and I knew exactly what it was. Now you did. I had no clue. No one that was dropping. He called it right away. Yeah, dropping early in twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. like before February. What threw Though me off that, is that he was fighting an actual just a run of the mill T Rex. It looked that way, John, but it's a little different. And and when you're in the heat of that moment, he. It, uh, I just moment. think of dragons. Sorry. You don't know. You, do you not know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've never. I, they don't advertise monster hunters. You just fight a T Rex. You fight dragons. Well, if, you fight. You fight otherworldly beasts. You glanced at the cover art and you thought it was a dragon. No. Little did he know. There's all sorts of monsters. Troll. Yeah. Though, did they say, John? Is this a release for that? Is that just Japan or what? is that worldwide? Specifically, what? Uh, for monster, monster hunter. hunter. Yeah. Worldwide. Okay. All right. We don't drop news unless it's worldwide, dog. Well, there's literally true. like yeah, two. two we said like uh, <laughs> like Dragon's Crown. I'm like I'm, I'm kind of interested to get my hands on this. Uh-huh. I bet you are. Um, but I'm I'm wondering if it's they're not just not going to bother with the states because when it came out on PlayStation Three, mm-hmm. it was it got a lot of uh, flack for um, accentuated body features. So Ooh, to speak. like that, I remember that that witch has large, very large t- knees t- that the Breasts. <laughs> He's talking about large tat. Um, but, but Sean, have you ever played Shadow of the Colossus? Uh, yes, when it was a on the other systems, PlayStation Two, PS yeah. Two. Uh, I wasn't good at it, and I took it up to New York when I went to visit a friend, and I watched him beat it. <laughs> so I was like, I don't need to play that. I'm. I mean, it's a. It's a good way to do a, it. <laughs> when it was, I when I saw it last week, I was like, I'm. I want to play I, it now. I'm gonna play this again. Yeah, it's just a, it looks amazing. I will play it um, for a game that looked amazing. Hopefully, it it's updated its controls because no it definitely kidding, it's man. definitely updated its uh, graphics. Yeah. I'll give it that. It looks very pretty. I remember on the PlayStation Three when I first played it, it defaulted to inverted controls. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is this garbage? Like, I'm not a pilot. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> It just, I'm like, this is unplayable. Not pilot. You're just, you're just saying things that we say and making it seem like it's a song. 
Well, actually, the other one you said. <laughs> You're just was, saying things. When you said heat of the moment, I mean, that is the. The heat the, of the moment. Or, no. It was the heat of the moment, right? I mean. No idea. You don't know that song? You can't pump your fist and just say things. That's like, that. is it REO Speed Bike? It's one Me of and music, oil and water. That's true. They go together, dude. No. <laughs> Project X. What? Project X, a new shooter from UK developer Automaton. <laughs> Automaton. Will feature player unknown battleground style <laughs> mode with 400 player matches. According Jesus. to Eurogamer, the massive last man standing PvP matches will be made possible through the utilization of, uh, Spatia iOS, a cloud based technology that allows studios to quote, exceed the power of single game engine or server. Uh, Project X will contain a large map due to the increased population of players. It will Feature dynamic weather, roaming wildlife, social hubs, and a player-driven story. It will be released in 2018. I think, like, that sounds like they're kind of doing what the idea of um, Crackdowns Online was, where basically it's using cloud and you have various systems running it so that the, your console doesn't have to handle all the the force of it, you know, mm-hmm. the burden, if you will. The burden. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. It reminds me of just... Um what is what is uh, PUBG? One hundred players. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like reminds people, me. Of people Mag. are just people are going to compete in this space for this for this audience by just increasing the numbers. Like you've heard of colon blow. Well, now try super <laughs> colon blow. Well, I think Mag's kind of like proved it. Uh, that doesn't always work, right? You know, yeah. it matters how like well it's executed and if it feels fun to play. So like I don't care if there's four hundred people. If if you it's not fun, I do. No, Mag. I'm like, playing this one. Mag. Yeah. Okay. On paper, yeah. looked like this is going to be the only game I ever play again. Yeah. And it shortly was not the game I'll what ever is, play. What again. is Mag? It's exactly for, there. You go. That's just yeah. <laughs> the kind of makes Mag was a PS3 exclusive where it was what was it, it was like 300 people, uh, with 150 on 150. It was big. Yeah, it was huge maps and like <laughs> they were really they were really building it. Or billing as, you know, like for the fact, like, look at the size of no other console has a game, you know, where that can handle matches this big. Well, if you use that voice, most people will believe it. Then it turned into spawn camping and everybody wanted to be the uh, captains of their teams and not, you really had to let somebody be a leader and you had to be a little pawn, you know, and too many people wanted to, to take charge and it just ruined everything. It ruined it. Ruined it. Nice. That's how you say ruined. Mag stood for something, I think. Massively, massive, active, <laughs> game, game. <laughs> Let's go with it. Massively yep. active game. Massively. This game is so active. Watch this transition. Well, contemplating action. Speaking of player unknown battlegrounds, <laughs> the developers are quote contemplating action over the game Fortnite. In a press release, Blue Hole Vice President Chang Han Kim explained, quote, we've had an ongoing relationship with Epic Games throughout PUBG's development as the, as they are the creators of Unreal Engine 4, the engine we licensed for the game. After listening to the growing feedback from our community and reviewing the gameplay for ourselves, we are concerned that Fortnite might be replicating the experience for which PUBG is known. We've also noticed that Epic Games references PUBG in its promotion of Fortnite to their community and communications with the press. That was never discussed with us, and we don't feel that's right. The PUBG community 
has and continues to provide evidence of the many similarities as we contemplate further action. That's a big deal. They, they yeah, could Fortnite's be a, um, <laughs> they're just awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> I, I, like this is interesting because they're not. I don't think they're upset with the fact that they made a battle royale mode because was it like they're they've pointed to like there's a ton of our games that have included this like GTA has a battle royale mode now and they aren't upset with that and they understood that would come but I think they're upset specifically because they pay Epic a lot of money for their engine. And it looks like they're using their stuff basically verbatim into their game for this mode. And then also, as I said, quoting them in terms of promoting that mode for their game. Uh, and yeah, I, you know, if I was a company and that was the case, if you're literally using my assets in the same way and you're not changing it and making it in the design of your game, I would be a little bit ticked off because, you know, you put a lot of time and work into your game. Uh, and someone like Epic Games, which is a major company, doesn't need to be doing that. What are the assets? Like the the UI, things like that, um, just the way the systems in the game work as far as upgrades, I believe, from what I've read. Uh, the big thing that's the only really big difference that they're seeing right now is the, you know, Fortnite has a building mode, and that's not in any way in this. But, you know... I, like I said, yeah, I'd be kind of pissed off if you're paying this company millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars for an engine and it's in that understanding. Um, and then they're taking your assets and putting them into their game. If that's the case and they can see that's the case, uh, you make it sound like it's copy paste. Well, I mean, they would have access to those assets. And you say, you know, I'd be pissed too. Yeah. Does that mean you have legal grounds? I think so. Because PUBG is actually, not that I endorse necessarily mm. the media and what they say, mm. PUBG is actually kind of losing the PR battle here because of the statement they came out and made. Like, you shouldn't have done that because X, Y, and Z, oh, this game actually looks like a game over here. Well, welcome yeah. to the club. I mean, that's what everything, every great game borrows from another game. I Every agree. great great. This is what, I mean, somebody pointed out, and I don't have any real actual reference to this is it somebody pointed out that PUBG uh -huh. owes a lot to h1z1 yes we oh, said yeah, that they here. Do. yeah because yeah. that's where so, they started so where do you draw the line right um, i would say when you are if you're gonna sit there and you get if you're putting out press release and you're mentioning this game in it which is what they're saying you know the uh, fact it, he said is. we have also noticed epic games references PUBG in its promotion of Fortnite. if that's the case if you're referencing that and you don't have the approval for that through that? That's the thing. There's the, well, that's, then, that's a that's different accusation yeah. than you're stealing our content. Well, that's one part. And then, yes, there's the other part, too, where they're saying they're using their assets, which they would have access to in theory. So if I'm PUBG and I've made these assets, you know, using your engine, but I developed them, I took I took the last year to create them and, and make them better for the game. Yeah. And now you're stealing them and putting them in your game that you're now promoting. That just seems like it'd be harder to do. Like, than just like John said, a copy. Well, paste. like I said, they but, own the engine. That's why but they you were say using engine. you say using our name in the promotion of your stuff, yeah. whatever that really means. I mean, we all remember the commercials. PlayStation does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what they're talking about here. Every everybody who's competed with a similar brand calls out that brand and says we're better than that brand. Hold on, I'm trying to find so, it. I mean, um, if that's what you're alluding to. 
this is just a whole uh, whole bunch of noise from a bunch of game developers who don't really understand law. Well, I think the bigger thing, um, which is very common, the bigger thing that I think they made the mistake on their right is that they cast a spotlight on them because now everyone is going to go look at it. I don't think Fortnite Dude. was really getting that much traction. No, you it, set you, know. for, you set Epic Games up with the ability to. Yeah, to pursue and legal dude, action against PUBG. Fortnite, and then they do take their assets. Fortnite is is actually it has people streaming it on Twitter. Yeah, I mean not Twitter, Twitch. And I've watched it, and it knowing the two different games, I don't. I'm confused because they don't look or play. The okay, same. here here's a there was a follow up interview uh, that I saw this today. It's like Battleborn and um, Overwatch. Yeah, the main guy uh, Ch Kim he talked uh, to PC Gamer today, and uh, this was one of the things he said. He said, "Quote." Uh, so first thing that I'd like to clarify is that it's not about the Battle Royale game mode itself. There were other Battle Royale game modes earlier this year that were released, like The Last Man Standing or GTA's Battle Royale game mode, and we never raised an issue. And I think it's great that there are more competition and in that everyone should be able to create their own Battle Royale game. It's not about the idea of itself. It's about Epic Games, and it wasn't really clear in that press release. So he did follow up with that, and then I'm trying to find to get uh let's see okay we used unreal engine to develop PUBG. we pay a large amount of royalties based on the size of our success to epic games and epic games has always promoted their licensing models saying we want to support the success of indie developers blue hole is this indie developer and that has been the most successful one using the unreal engine this year and that's the problem they see is that basically so it's it's an it's a philosophy difference yeah that's really what this is possible I mean, it's I, like you they said, haven't you, said they you haven't. said you wanted me to be successful, but then you undercut my success. I mean, come on. Hold on here. I'm trying Look, to make... I understand that there's probably more to this story. Maybe mm. PUBG's in the right, but right now, it sounds pretty juvenile. I don't know. And any marketing expert, not marketing, actually, but PR expert would, would say, PUBG, you need to tone this down and you need to tone this down quick. Don't go out there and say what you're about to say. Or they're trying to bully. Well, it would be the other way. I mean, it I don't would, think it, in this case, yeah, it, it Epic would be, and bully. I think them. PUBG is the underdog. Yes, I mean, even though they have the, even though they have the biggest game in the world, they do. But Epic is a huge so, studio that's been around for you know twenty yeah, years. Of course, have so, they ever had a PUBG? Uh, Gears of War. I'm gonna say Gears is not as big as PUBG is. Gears, <laughs> an exclusive that like sold about thirty million units. Uh, I'm telling you, between the yeah, between oh, the first yeah. three games. Yeah, you're adding three games up. This is one. Well, there's that. I mean, <laughs> I just kind of look at, like, well, that and, of course, they own Unreal Engine, which has been yeah. an engine Which that is has, completely unreal. That's yeah. just it's ridiculous. I'm trying to, like... Puns. Let's see. Puns. I guess um, what I look at is, like, hey, they might not have a legal basis, and they haven't pressed charges, but I don't... I also don't charges. mind... Or, you know, they haven't challenged them in court. They yeah. haven't put a cease of assist or anything like that. Uh, but cease I also cease of assistance, cease and assist. <laughs> uh, but on the other hand, I understand where they're coming from. No, and you can understand yeah. where they're coming from. At the and same it's like time. I would be really pissed off if I developed something and then another company. If that's what they're doing, if they're literally taking assets of a game and putting them out there, you know, yeah, it's probably a rookie mistake to point out. They should have handled this behind closed doors if possible. But on the other hand, if that's the case, if they are using assets in there in any way. Uh, or they basically just took those assets and like tried to basically put a screen right here and recreate them in the game themselves. If you're a major company, that might be something that if you went to a court of law that you could look at and say like, oh, that's really similar. 
and this could be potentially be confused with PUBG because of that, that, yeah, they could maybe win a court battle. I could definitely see them getting a lawsuit out of it. Rayman and Mario were both platformers. Lawsuit. Oh, but you could also point the differences out. But if I sit there and I say, like, literally, the UI that you see on the screen, if I took Call of Duty's UI and then I ported that exact same UI over to Battlefield, do you think Activision would jump down EA's throat? I've seen both UIs. Are you talking? I'm sorry. I was going to say, I've seen both UIs and I didn't, when I watched Fortnite, yeah, I didn't say, oh my God, this is PUBG. But then again, the guys in PUBG, yeah. Um, when they, they know get, their game, <laughs> when they get inventory in, you don't even hardly see the UI because they're flying through it. So when you yeah. say UI, are you saying that the code is the same? Is that what you're telling me? Like no, the blueprint the UI, that designs the, the user UI. interface, the what you're seeing in front of you, the way no, the code that's based on code. You have well, to, yeah, everything. The, the, just like this game, the UI goes behind the tree, just like in Battlegrounds. Well, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. No, so you're, you're talking you're talking about the code. That does the, you're talking about just like the I hard just, code. Well, uh, the, UI, the UI is more of like talking about like I look at this screen, right? And here's my life bar and this is the way yes. it looks. And okay. here is like where the map is and this is the way it looks. And here is, you know, my ammo amount and how to telling me where to switch. And I think the charge is, is that basically they recreated that on the screen for you. That did, did they everything change, did they like make it a different color. I think that yeah, wouldn't matter. Well, no, it does well, matter. How do how do the games that were WoW clones not get in trouble? Because what? they're in China. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what just happened? I don't know. And I'll say this, like those games, if they do that, you know, they're changing little things and it's I more think, but I think it's more of the fact that they don't do anything to really harm WoW. Fortnite could harm PUBG. No. I don't think so, but it could. No. Fortnite came out before PUBG, didn't it? No. no. Well, they I mean, were talking about this game six months ago. Fortnite. Technically, you can buy Fortnite in a store physically right now. Yeah. And you can't buy PUBG. Uh, well, in I think a store. it's actually still technically an early release like PUBG is until. No, I've seen it at Walmart, dog. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought like the official, official Second. free to play version that's going to be. The version. Like, that's Did like. You go Irish on version. Free to play version. But speaking of Fortnite, Ooh. they had our news. Yeah, they did. They apparently became the first people to prove that crossplay between be Xbox and uh, Xbox One and, and PS4 is possible. Because over the last weekend, they accidentally activated servers that included players that pulled in players from both uh, universes, so to speak. I don't think it was on an accident. Uh, I wonder, but I mean, if it is, man, is that like not nah, shot the sh- Sony to say like? BS if there's that there's technical difficulties on this. I don't. I could be wrong, but PlayStation. This is like one of those trumped up stories that aren't stories. This yeah. is fake news. They never said <laughs> they couldn't do it. They never said that. What they said was they're they're concerned. And Phil Spencer called them out. Safety issues. Yeah. That kind of stuff. They never said they couldn't flip a switch and make it happen. Let's put it this way: it went on all weekend, and no one really noticed until they said it. Well, you're, and you're, I'm just telling you the stories that report it or yeah. most of them are going, we're calling PlayStation out because they say they couldn't do this mm-hmm. and they never said they could. Yeah, it's, it's, still they never yeah. said that. it's just, a, it's still regardless. It doesn't look good for PlayStation because you're, you're running out of excuses basically. Like I feel like, as you said, like Phil Spencer, I think very well called them out to say, like, no, he didn't. Ca- we've talked about this. We, no, he didn't. He called them out by saying, you're saying that it's not safe for our players. Yes, that's, that's not what, I'm what PlayStation was talking about. They were talking about the safety of the system. 
that they have. Yeah, I think they this were saying... This is a saying, company that got hacked ten, not even 10 years ago. I think what they're yeah. saying they were their, talking concern, about themselves. their concern was like, oh, we don't know what the safety of other systems is. So they're, they were alluding to the idea that, oh, Microsoft gets hacked and they're going to get hacked through them. And through that, they're going to have access to our network and we might not be able to stop it. To which Microsoft, I think, came back and that's where Phil they Spencer like, came back and was like really? no, we're going to be the ones who no, get hacked no dude that's not what the, that's not what Phil Spencer Phil Spencer translated that comment as the safety of the player mm-hmm. that's how he translated that comment yeah now it it might have been an honest mistake but he responded based on his assumption let's see he's going to google it now i am going to google it we're going to make we, sure we get is it this, right are we googling now is this just what we're going to like do i like it i like <laughs> it we should man let's be accurate google lies uh, Phil Spencer. They fix their algorithms. You think so? You search and and you find what they want you to find. They better watch what I search. And just because you're paranoid does not mean they're not out to get you. Remember that, Sean. Okay. What happened? What? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. See, I don't, I'm I'm worried about this right. because what it what it could do is when 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 a discussion gets vamped up. Mm-hmm. It can call out and potentially shame the person who's actually in reality wrong. So it's like a punch in the gut, stomp you on the face kind of thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just don't know if we want to do that. Well, and besides, right. the he's last... the one with the search engine. Yeah, we don't have our own little like laptops. <laughs> he's open got right the now. keyboard in front of him. Yeah, this is yeah, this is heavily one sided right here, buddy. Well, um, I mean, I can tell you where I'm pulling it up from. I'm pulling up on Eurogamer because that's who did the interview. Fair well, enough. You almost head bobbed me, and I almost chopped you in the neck. I'm just putting that out there. Let's see. I'm trying to find I think this is the one. Sony Defense. Okay, so the original decision was, this is the interview, I guess, first here from, uh, was Sony after yeah. they, when they were challenged about With this. the Rocket League yeah. and everything. Yes. Uh, okay. Minecraft works. Let's see. Hold on. The exchange of today, I put this issue to the PlayStation Global marketing head, Jim Ryan, to get an answer. Um, so, Minecraft works cross-platform between Switch, Xbox, and PC. Today, Rocket League was announced as working cross-platform between Switch, Xbox, and PC. Both don't work cross-platform with PlayStation now. It, or PlayStation. Now, is this Sony not playing ball? What exactly is going on here? From Jim Ryan. It's certainly not a profound philosophical stance that we have against this. We've done that in the past. We're always open to conversations with any developer or publisher who wants to talk about it. Unfortunately... It's a commercial discussion between ourselves and other stakeholders. I'm not going to get into details in this particular instance, and I can see your eyes rolling. <laughs> uh, then uh, going on, will you, see, uh, will you see, well, yes. you must see that PlayStation yeah. owners are upset. They want to play Switch owners. They want to play with PC owners and Xbox One I owners. can save you some time. I got his quote right here. Uh, he says, yeah. We've okay. got to be mindful of our responsibility to our install base. Minecraft, the Democrat demographic playing that you know as well as i do it's all ages but it's also very young we have a contract with people who go online with us that we look after them and they are within the playstation curated universe exposing what in very many cases uh, our children to external influences we have no ability to manage or look after is something we have to think about very carefully so if i recall and i'll go and pull his stuff up too phil spencer was alluding back to that like if you don't think we don't do that too at microsoft or that you know that nintendo doesn't do that and doesn't take these things protected it's kind of bs because it's a standard protocol 
pretty much across all technology now that you have to do this stuff. Like for instance, like I vaguely remember this because we yeah. said that the kids are the worst. Yeah, kids are worse in that, and like you know, like there are rules governing kids what drop kids F-bombs are allowed to like, have access to. Kids are out of control. Uh, so where was his? I'm trying to find. Uh, John's got it. Do you have Phil's one? Yes. Okay. Hold on. He's on standby whenever you're ready. <laughs> no, I'll let him find. Oh, him. there it's it is, fine. giant bomb. Ah, no, they gave me the radio or the video. <laughs> Um, this is going great. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but okay, here we go. From this is on Polygon's uh, Polygon's article. They said, referring to Jim Ryan's answer, Spencer said, "Quote: The fact that somebody would make a kind of assertion that somehow we're not keeping Minecraft players safe, I found not only from a Microsoft perspective, but from a game industry perspective. Like, I don't know why that has to become the dialogue. That doesn't seem healthy for anyone." Uh, Spencer clearly inferred from Ryan's comments that the Sony executive was casting aspirations of Microsoft's efforts to safeguard young Minecraft players. Choosing his words carefully, Spencer remained diplomatic and professional and said further, We take the safety of Xbox Live, our players across all of our games inside Minecraft, obviously an incredibly important part of that. It's incredibly important to our team. We would never put Minecraft in a place where we felt like we weren't keeping our players safe. Um, and then he seems to say that, uh, the door is always open. Is that accurate? So I guess like, you know, that's, that's how I perceive it is like Phil constantly was defending this idea of like, what do you mean we can't protect our players or that we wouldn't? And that's the reason why you can't do it. And I think most people kind of see through it because it just doesn't ring too, too true in this instance. The ins, I mean, the truth behind it is, and I think, anyone's kidding yourself that they don't think this is the main thing going. Sony has an install base of 60 million people. They have more people on their servers than anyone else. It makes sense to pressure people to go and play their games or to buy their system to play games with their friends on their system because they don't want to be left out of an experience. And that's the advantage. Dude, it's, all, it's all about money. Yeah. And, and to be fair, Microsoft did the exact same thing last generation when they had the advantage. They were doing it big time. And I guarantee you, if we were to turn around, we had new consoles come out and it flipped back into Microsoft saying, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If they were like all of a sudden, maybe we don't need to do crossplay. You know, it's, it's going to be this thing that always goes back and forth. Well, this is, this is, we, every once in a while, I mean, how should I say this? This isn't going away. We're reporting on these no. kind of things, you know, periodically. So something's going to come to a head about it. We'll, we'll see. And it, yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with hacking and that kind of security. No. I think there's a, a, a smokescreen type answer and it only has to do with money. And until that gets settled or somebody feels How like. How dare they? Yeah. <laughs> and it, dude, I hate to say this, but money's the root of all evil. It can be. That's <laughs> for times. people who doesn't have any. Oh. Ooh. Like oh. me. What? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We're good. I guess. Yeah. Square Enix. Hiring. For a near-related project, fans of Nier Autonoma might be getting more content. Square Enix is looking for talent for, quote, planning work and product scenario creation related to the franchise. They're hiring someone to handle sub-quest plots and scenario framing, as well as writing item descriptions and design instructions for an in-game use. It's easy to understand that this move, or to understand this move, since worldwide shipments and digital sales for Nier Autonoma have now exceeded the 2 million mark. 
It's currently available on Steam and PSN at discount prices. That makes me happy. And fans of not just Nier Autonoma, but the actual Nier games from um, the PS2 era and PS3 era, they've got to be really happy too, I'm sure. Yeah. Because there's a lot of history in this stuff. And that guy's really weird that creates these things. Phil Spencer moving on up to the east side. (laughs) Uh, Microsoft has announced that Phil Spencer will be joining the senior leadership team. His new title is now Executive Vice President of Gaming. Spencer has since shared that this move is a, quote, great show of commitment by Microsoft to its gaming division. Um, Speaking of money. I uh, (laughs) I thought he was already like... He was head of Xbox, but I'm guessing now, that, so they're just saying like, hey, now he's over any gaming we're going to have, period. That's, that's good. You think it was a created position just for him? I think they it? just wanted to find a way yeah, to make him, yeah. to say, hey, you're higher, you know? That's that's cool, though, because maybe it gets him into more meetings with uh, the big wigs there, the, you know. Bill Gates. Uh, I'm trying to think. I can't remember the name Can of the Bill guy Gates who now? took the place of Steve Ballmer a couple of years ago. Oh, um, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe closer to him, more access to him, which is good for Xbox gamers. More Super Mario Run. A new update is heading to the Super Mario Run on September 29th. It'll add loads of new content to include a new world, a new mode, and a new playable character. Princess Daisy will join the game with a double jump ability. Ooh. You will need to rescue her in a new mode called Remix 10. The new world will also include new gameplay mechanics. When did she become a princess? Um, I thought she was. Recent. She was just Daisy. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. recent. Maybe they like, look. This, this is not canon. This is not canon. Like she's been around. You can be yeah. a princess. Yeah. Been around. What? Sorry. Did they say this was going to cost anything, or is it just no, free? You bought it, so you own it. Cool. That's Ooh, a good so thing. that makes that initial ten dollar purchase seem a little bit better. It makes it feel like uh, nine dollars now. Is, uh, nine ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, I call that ten dollars, John. <laughs> Where I come from, nine ninety nine is ten dollars. <laughs> he rounds it. <laughs> More Super Mario. Oh wait, I already read that one. Nah. Switch, <laughs> Switch <laughs> Supply. Reggie Fizime has stated that the company will quote dramatically. No, no. Oh, you, tighten that up. No, oh. Reggie Fizime. Oh, you said will. You started throwing in words oh. that weren't there, dude. Raji. Roger. Roger. Now I'm calling him Roger. <laughs> Reggie Fizme has stated that the company, quote, dramatically over-delivered on the console supply at launch despite the very high demand. Quote, we actually sold through almost 2.8 million units, so we dramatically over-delivered, and yet demand outpaces supply. Surveys have shown that the Nintendo Switch interests more potential buyers than the PlayStation 4 Pro Xbox One X, he went on to explain that they are on track to ship 10 million units during its physical year. So that would be from March to March. For those, March to March. For those who are wondering. Uh, actually, uh, March to February. Yeah, 28. Really Ooh, is it a leap year? I no, wonder. it's not I a leap wonder. year. I wonder. No. no, it's 12 months. <laughs> um, <laughs> then they reported in March. But, you know, February could be the 28th or 29th, depending on the leap year. I noticed that they made sure to say PlayStation 4 Pro and Xbox One, not just PS4. And the Xbox One, yeah, yeah. Statistics. These are, these are the these are the these are the new things out there. That's true. They're also the more expensive things. Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. What are you gonna do, man? Uh, we, hey, we we show our uh, fandom, so we got to put up with that kind of 
Now, if I wanted to show my fandom right now, I could say, see, I told you so. That is doing this good. was oversupplied. I think it. I wonder sometimes it's if, like, he can, if he can hear I my said, thoughts. I said, an analyst said this was not going to sell what it sold. Mm-hmm. Therefore, fils and Nintendo flooded the market and exceeded supply. That's true. Or what they perceived and what analysts predicted would be supply. So shut up. Man, from, you pointed at me. From two months ago. Oh. Ouch. No, it, it, he, he doesn't. He doesn't. Elta. He will not let it go. Yeah, he really can't. <laughs> hey, John, I just made an Elsa reference. Finally, this week, there's like a Hold death up. stare going on. We're, we're not. We're not past. <laughs> we're not past the Reggie's story. We're okay, John. I'm good. All right, you. <laughs> I, I I could Google it, but I don't want to waste anybody's time. Oh, dang! He gets so, get so salty. Finally this week. Finally this week. Pour salt on it and I, I, I can't get it going anymore. <laughs> Square Enix and games as a service. Square Enix is planning to embrace the concept of games as a service in its message to its shareholders. Quote, con are the days in which single player games were of primary status and multiplayer games secondary. Lately, multiplayer games have been taking the lead. And it's the standard for games to be designed for long-term play. They went on further to state that the games as a service are seen as, quote, game designs that place a strong emphasis on long-term user engagement. In an effort to increase customer satisfaction and enhance the lifetime value of the games themselves, Square Enix will endeavor to develop games designed not to be played once after launch, but that customers can enjoy more and play longer. Okay, that's cool. I don't I'm interested to see what that like means. If like it's like, how can we get more money out of them, or if it just means like, look, we're going to make sure, kind of like how 15 was, where it's like that. You know, after you get it, you get through the main story, then you have end game, and then we're going to unlock hard mode. We're going to add all these other things that just keep you coming back. You know, or if it means like, hey, we're going to make sure that we find ways to keep you giving us money for the thing that you really like to enjoy to play. Which you know, hey, Do you think he's right about this? Um, I think he's right in the sense that there are people that are wanting games that, that get more bang for the buck in terms that they're long, you know, that they're not just something that you play for 20 hours and then you're good forever. So games as service, does this necessarily mean by default, mm-hmm. uh, multiplayer? Uh, is he that, seems to is that what it. it's, I mean, not just his, his statement in and of itself, but as a concept game of service, is that going to allude to future? This is in short, you now live in a multiplayer gaming industry. Mm-hmm. You either leave that or jump on board in short. I think, <clears throat> yes, uh, I can't help but think of a game like <clears throat> destiny, which is it's single player ish, but it's also multiplayer. ish. Yeah. Like you could tell Anthem the way that yeah. that was designed I mean, exactly in response. I guess what I'm getting at is, what, what is this? If if this well, is in fact correct, what does this mean for a guy like me? It means like you're, guys, hey, you're guys, gonna I have need Final to, Fantasy. I need to step out and no longer do a podcast and talk about it because I no longer have things I can talk about. <laughs> um, I think no, I think it's more of like think of something like Final Fantasy 15 this year, like where it came out in December and everyone loved it, and then <clears> what was it back in June or whatever they added the multiplayer component to it where you could play with friends, and then they added things to it. So that you could, you know, do more stuff or how like, uh, recently Ubisoft with, uh, mm-hmm. Ghost Recon, 
uh, Wildlands add in the multiplayer uh, PVE stuff where you could go around the full map and, and do stuff. And then also PVE. You're, all, you're always going to have your single player game. Well, how, yeah. many, how many copies did GTA 5 so, sell before they went multiplayer on you? Uh, well, they, they, ever, they, they said right million? away. No, because I mean, they said GTA Online was coming like 20 days after the, the launch. You, here's of the, game. the thing: you it bring was, up you bring up GTA. You don't have to play with people even when you yeah. go to the online. You can flag it's just yourself. An option. You can flag yourself to be in the online world. Yeah, but focusing on uh, there's exceptions like GTA Five, yeah. but there's developers are going to go after this and they're going to drop one or the other. Yeah, and they're not drop as in not do it, but drop as in look that that quality of that thing. Call of Duty. Great multiplayer, horrible campaigns. And it they used to, but it used to, it used to not be like not, that. They do not have a vested interest in the single player I disagree solo experience anymore. I no. disagree. I mean, their main focus is obviously in that because they know where the money is, but it's why they keep adding it every year. I mean, if you sit there and you think like they're bringing in Kevin Spacey, they brought in Troy Baker, they brought in a lot of name stars. I mean, even what what's his face? Josh Jamal's in this this new one coming this oh, fall. Oh, him. Marshawn hey. Lynch was in one. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, uh, a lot of people I know like the uh, the one with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, that was, uh, cool. that was a good one. But they also understand, like, yeah, you know, there are there's a select group of people that yes, they will go and they'll just play the campaign. That's it. But the majority of people, they're going to play that campaign one time for six hours, and then and yeah, they're going to jump into no, the no, multiplayer. No. Most people, yeah, will do multiplayer first. That's it. Yeah, and then come back and play the single player at some point, maybe. But Titanfall kind of shows like people still expect them, you know, with those games, they still want a single player yeah. game in them. Well, it's, it's the guy. It's like Colin Moriarty when he was still covering games. Yeah, he, he would he he would play the Call of Duty campaign, mm-hmm. and that's it every year. Yeah, but at the same time, that game was sent to them. True, he had access to that game for free, and you know everybody talks about how amazing the single player campaign is for Titanfall 2 or mm-hmm. in, to some to some extent Battlefield 1 but I would never go play these games and and spend that money because I'm like all it's I'm money. doing is is spending 6 hours 7 hours in this world but there's this entire world that I have no interest in so I am wasting my money even when the game is down to 14.99 I'm like I'm still not it's not a money thing it's an investment thing it's it's time investment to be so fair. I don't think that even a close, I, I think a vast minority of people who buy these games mm-hmm. buy them, play the single player, and move on about their business. They might t- they might touch the single player, but they're they're buying it for the multiplayer experience. Probably, um, I'll say, this. I think these companies are trying to find ways to satisfy people like like for instance EA, you know, with Titanfall. satisfy people like me, <laughs> yeah, like who are just primarily who like single player and that's it. Like for instance. You say you don't want to spend sixty dollars or where or even fourteen dollars on that. You could go buy an EA Access subscription for five bucks for a month on Xbox and play this game along with like thirty other games of your choosing. Yeah. I mean that's a great deal when you step back and you think about it. And then of course, you know, Xbox now with the uh with the game service thing that they've got, Game Pass or whatever, that's what they're aiming at too. So that might be the way it goes. For, for getting no, no. people like you that don't want to spend $60 on that full experience because there's only one part of it that interests you. There are always going to be studios that are going to create great single player games. John. I agree with that too. They're not going to go away. This you might promise? be the, this, I mean, might, like, this might be the model. Look at yeah. Uncharted has Pinky. multiplayer. And I mean, but you also got a 16 hour campaign out of it. 
And yeah, know, dude, don't worry, John. Yeah, I'm for Mass Effect Andromeda is as much of a letdown as it was. <laughs> had both a huge, you know, single player and also a huge multiplayer. It's aspect. just to me, it's a numbers game. If you if you're if you're if you're focused on your bottom line, which is rightfully so, most companies are, and you start to transition all your focus on mm. game as a service. I'm telling you the quality of single player campaigns or single player games are going to suffer because that arcane studio out there, they're going to go, we'll give you some money. I agree with you, but we're not making any money off you. And, and one of the best games of 2016, nobody bought. Yeah. Now why? Because it released in November 17th. Yeah, it released at a weird time. <laughs> I mean, that's... Well, let's, let's put it to the test and see how how well this game I mean, look at, though, sells. look at something we'll like Mafia 3 that wasn't overwhelmingly well-received, but did sell Soul extremely lot, well. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a single-player game. That's it. Um, you know, I, look, I remember a couple of years ago when, when it really felt like everyone was pushing for the idea of online and online only and like making sure you had an online edition, mm-hmm. you know, Assassin's Creed famously, uh, did it and things like that. Well, they did and it, and well. there was, you know, there was pushback because like these communities, they just wouldn't survive because while people, yeah, they might enjoy them. They might be fine modes. The fact of the matter is the reason why people played those games was for the single player experience. So I think it's still the same way here. Like, I don't think, yeah, Last of Us is fun online, I'm sure, for certain people who like that game. But I feel like the majority of people picked up The Last of Us because of the story. And it's, you know, Naughty Dog's not going to abandon that anytime soon. True that. Yeah. Ready to wrap yeah. this up? What? Or, never. Or, okay. Never. I was, okay. But I was going to say, when Sorry. I read this, I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> Square Enix has a history of doing some dumb things. That, this I mean, is that, true. That was That's my very thought, true. So that I, should be said. <laughs> yeah, let's not take Square Enix as a lord of all That's knowledge. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, not a Realm Reborn. Realm Reborn? That's okay. what I, was, I thought it. But Final Fantasy XIV. Ooh. Ooh. That's what was not called. Not even it. the Realm no, Reborn. No, that's why they had to make a Realm Reborn. Yeah. But and that turned out pretty. It's yeah. still going on. Yeah. Because they were like, you know what? Wow. Copy it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, They're going to sue him. What? They probably should have. Uh, we ready to wrap this up? Never. Okay. Apparently never. All right. <laughs> Email! 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 Yeah. TJ writes in. What up, TJ? He says, hope y'all are having some good weeks. Between Irma, LSU's loss, and the weird 2K glitches. Yeah, there are some weird ones, uh, TJ. And the Saints being the Saints, well, the past few weeks have been tough. Still listening to every episode, though, and loving the content. Game on. I had the last part because I think he probably meant to say that. I don't think he did. Or he would have typed it. I don't think his last words were sent from my iPhone, though. I think, you, I, think they just, I think they just. You don't know that. that. I'm glad. It's. I'm glad to hear you're safe. Yes, uh, TJ. I'm glad you translated that for me, Chris. That's what he meant to say. And and look, LSU. Uh, sure, they lost, but they they beat Syracuse recently. Yeah. Uh, the Saints won a game. <laughs> those those orangemen. <laughs> <laughs> the Saints won a game, and uh, they and, did. And Irma. Didn't the Saints Irma, like yeah. destroy Dallas? When that who was? No, you're just making up lies now. Who destroyed Dallas last week? I thought it was the Saints. I don't know. Do not go to Google and search it. <laughs> I'll go to ESPN and search it. They're playing to, uh, Cowboys play tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hope they lose. I know you do. 
I always hope they lose. Yeah. James uh, doesn't hope they lose. He's just afraid because the Redskins destroyed Oakland. <laughs> and also, we got an email. He didn't put his name, so I'll just give him a random name. We'll just call him Super J.J. Abrams Fan for Life. <laughs> That's a good uh, on-the-spot nickname there, Chris. <laughs> we could also call him Schmacy. Yeah, let's go but, Let's go Schmacy. No, I like Super J.J. Abrams Fan for no, Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Who are you talking uh, about? Schmacy. Oh. Yeah. From Schmeek vs. Meat. Uh, or I think it's actually just Schmeek Schmerches now. They got rid of the week. They got rid of the week. Uh, hey guys. Hey. I was just getting caught up on listening to the Mario and Rabbids episode. I have to make a few notes. You see, John notes her comments on a performance. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, first off, the volume for Chris was really low. Just to clarify, that's not a complaint. F you! Uh, regarding Batman, I dream it, I say it, I live it because I'm Batman. Told you. Uh, I was listening to Batman. John. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I said, I wonder if he wakes up and says I'm Batman. Oh, yes. Sorry. I was listening to John describe Mario and Rabbids, and the more he described it, the more I wanted to play it. Then he named... Uh, name dropped me, basically calling me out. And yeah, I'm more excited to play this than Breath of the Wild. This might be the console mover for me. Ooh. One last thing. I totally understood what John was going for with his quote, that's what she said bit. But it's supposed to be mistimed, awkward, and out of place. That's the bit. We're on the same page now, John, right? Thanks, Casey. Yeah. Uh, uh Macy. Uh, no, you mean Super J.J. Abrams fan. <laughs> you don't life. say, John, like, that cup looks full. That's what she said. That's the point. That's a good I one. Was being no, no, no. Dumb. That was actually a good one. <laughs> yeah. Troll alert. Uh, troll alert. Oh, <laughs> troll alert. I gotta go. He says, keep up the <laughs> great work. Uh, well, good. Well, possibly passable. And, uh, <laughs> and game on. Just kidding. You guys are solid. P.S. Roll tide. Oh. I can't say the words he wrote. Um, and also I really love the Star Trek adaptations by J.J. Abrams. Everyone should really watch those. They're the best Star Trek movies ever made. This is Casey verbatim, my words that said this, I, I, not I, I added feel, by anyone. I feel like those are not Casey's words. <laughs> I feel like Chris just ad-libbed that to death. Yeah. When it comes to rebooting those two franchises, he did play it safe. You have to, you have to acknowledge. Did he really but, with, uh, with Star Trek? He kind of did. He, he, kind of, he invented he kind, a whole new of, universe. He's, yeah. Well, that's the, po- that's the point. <laughs> that's the point. It's like, how do I, how do I be creative? Oh, yeah. Erase yeah. The world everything. that we have. Oh, I don't want to. I'm just going to erase everything and hit the reset button. And it was a very interesting. It, was, it got me watching there. Star Trek. I mean, but it, I, heck, it made Chris Helmsworth's career take off. But yeah. it but it made nobody happy and with Chris the new Pond. con. It made nobody Chris happy with his dad. Did he? I'll, yeah, no. I'll talk scene. to you later. <clears throat> Sean was looking at me confused. But anyways, continue, John. No, I'm good. You're good? Yeah. You know, say it. Just check John, out just say it. What color panties do you have on today? What's she trying to eat Hot now? pink. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good color. It's a good go to color. My wife picked them out. Your wife. Or are they Thanks, hers? Chris. What? what happened? Am I wearing hers? What? What? I don't know. What? <laughs> Anyways. Aiden, go to bed. If you're listening. I don't care what time it is. I don't care what day, what year. If you're listening right now, go If to you bed. want to be like Casey and TJ, you can write in your emails to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's yeah, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. You can find us on the social media, such as Facebook and Twitter, both at <laughs> Weekly Games Chat. Uh, this has been episode 122 of Weekly Games Chat. 
122. I feel like we were at like 129 last week. No, you. What we, happened? Well, we were at 121, <laughs> and we went up one. So okay. now that's how that works. Sean, by Friday, Cuphead's gonna be out. Yeah, I can't yeah, believe yeah. that. This I got a busy week lined up uh-huh. for a troll. Night. Um. <laughs> It's not going to be a disappointment, right? He just wants it to be a disappointment. You wanted to play that game. Why do you want things to fail? We showed you that video for the first time on this podcast. And, and you, you were like, oh, my your God. face was pure elation. And now all of a sudden you don't want to play the game, John. He's like, oh, I everyone's all about game. it. I do. Can yeah. I borrow your Xbox so I can play it? <laughs> <laughs> if you like the show, you can su- subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever listening device you use. And if they've got a rating system on that device or a review system. We we appreciate both of them, especially five star ratings, because it helps people find the show. It does. It does. It really That's does. That's not anecdotal. It's not. Dichotomy. We've, we've proven it. My name. Um, <laughs> that said, till next time, I will simply say, game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Chris and Sean. Game on, John. Game on, Sean. Your mom's box. Peace out, everybody. Thug Life Google's watching. What?